Welcome back to the Craps Jackpot Fantasy Football Podcast. It is December 16th at 3.15 p.m. Sorry for getting back to you so late. Um, it looks like Wednesday is probably going to be the day for the podcast from this point on. Uh, I am your host, Andrew Zurich, and the first round of playoffs are through and into the books. And guess what? We've got our two winners. So we are down to four in the non-consolation bracket. I think I only really obviously care about the consolation bracket at this point. By the way, Peel, sorry for beating you this week. I know that the results say that you won, but I'm going to take the approach that Trump took and uh, pretend like the victory did not happen. So we've got me moving on to the uh, semifinals here, and we've got Andy moving on to the semifinals here. Two upsets, I guess. Uh, the fact that Peel got the most points this week also does not resonate into this week. So we'll be giving the $10 to the next person in line, which would be, oh, that would be me. So, um, yeah, we're waiting for maybe a stat correction here. No, I, look, this is what every year it's always fated that Peel and I go against each other. Uh, this week, obviously, Lamar Jackson decided to be 2019 Lamar Jackson, and that did not bode well for me. This is a good segue into the matchups that happened uh, this previous week. Let's go over the recap here. Um, we've got uh, out of commission against... Thundercats out of commission is 100% officially out of commission, and Thundercats will be advancing with 160 to 136. Um, you know what? I'm actually really not upset with my performance this week, all things considered. I mean, Debo Samuel going for .9. Um, I do think I made all the right moves, honestly. Even with um, Tyler Boyd having gotten 10 points, it wouldn't have got me the victory, so there really wasn't anything that I was going to be able to do here that was going to slingshot me past here. I think I legitimately made all the right moves. Debo Samuel went out on the first play of the game running, and he was out. Now he's out for ex an extended period of time. We already knew I had a wide receiver problem. Um, I actually have not checked. Let's see. Let's let's all look together since I've got it up in front of me if having DeAndre Hopkins this previous week would have done me anything. So DeAndre Hopkins got a total of 17 points, so it wouldn't have been enough at that point to have slingshotted me. Uh, up to the win because I lost 159 to 136. So it would have been just shy of a victory at that point. So Peel does win. He wins without Vampire Bite. Um, he wins with Vampire Bite, obviously. And that moves him up into the semifinals. So <clears throat> now Ryan and myself are going to be fighting for the fifth place game, which doesn't mean anything, but side bets are plenty. I'm sure we'll be making some. So Again, Lamar Jackson has a great day. He's got 124 rushing yards, two rushing touchdowns, 163 passing yards. Uh, Cooper Cup goes for about 15 points, 14 and a half to be. Zach Devontae Adams has a very vintage Devontae Adams day. I had him set for, I think, 22 points. He gets 24 and a half. De uh, DeAndre Swift comes back and gets 15. That was a little surprising. He had four for 26 in the air and one rushing touchdown, and he didn't really rush for a whole lot after that. Um, Mike Davis... Uh, obviously somebody that I'm sure Brett regrets dropping. Peel very much does not regret picking him up. 26.3 points versus a, a pretty awful Denver defense. I'm thinking Vic Fangio might be let go after this. Evan Ingram just 3.8 points. DK Metcalf with 18, a little shy of what I thought he was going to do. 61 receiving yards, six catches one receiving touchdown for him. Uh, Ryan Suckup gets him nine, and then uh, Kansas City defense gets a return touchdown, four sacks and an interception for 14 points. So um, this upcoming weekend, I'm not sure I love their matchup, but, uh, you know, obviously does the, the trick here moving into uh, or what was week 14, the first week of the playoffs. On the other side of the ball, Ryan Tannehill, 16, a little underperforming against Jacksonville, but Derrick Henry had that huge day, so they trade off. 
And, and a moderate day for Ryan Tannehill these days, about 16, 17 points, which is not ideal, but it's certainly not as bad as some of the quarterback landscape is, so you get away with what you can. We've got Tyree Kill, who does uh, 26 points again. He has a rushing touchdown. He has a receiving touchdown, 79 yards uh, receiving. We've got Debo Samuel, who rushed for that nine yards, then went out with the hamstring injury and is out for an extended period of time. James Robinson with one of his more quiet days, just 12.3 points. Then we've got Wayne Gallman on the other side here, who does just 10.3, 57 rushing yards. Uh, the Giants looked really bad in this game. They lost 26-7. to And um, Wayne Gallman's volume is still there, so a viable guy. I ended up making the switch. And um, I put Mike Gusecki in at the last second just because I didn't want to play Devontae Parker. And so this is how I'm just relating the fact that I don't feel like I made any wrong moves. And I'm, I'm not bitter about this loss. I'm really not. I played Jonathan Taylor um, instead of, uh, you know, playing uh, uh, DeAndre Washington. Or is it uh, whatever Washington, this Washington running back. Yeah, DeAndre Washington for Miami. I ended up playing him. Um, David Johnson was on COVID-19, so he wasn't an option for me. Um, I ended up playing Jonathan Taylor, who got 30 points. Mike Gusecki went for 23.5. I played Mike Gusecki over Dallas Goddard, who just got 8.3. And my mentality there, I actually benched uh, um, uh, Devontae Parker because, you know, I've been saying it a couple of times on the podcast now, I'm not sure I love the outlook with Tua Tungvaluwa. Um, and then as soon as as Miles Gaskin went out, I was like, okay, I gotta play Gasecki here because he's gonna be going with the safe bet. So that that panned out. He got two touchdowns, uh, sixty five receiving yards on five catches, and then he got banged up at the very last play. Of, uh, well, towards the end of the game, not the last play of the game, but towards the end. Like I said, Jonathan Taylor has one hundred and fifty rushing yards, two rushing touchdowns, two catches. Really would have been nice to see him come on a lot sooner in the season, but the the Colts ended up going with a three headed monster committee in the backfield for whatever reason. Uh, I know it was like week seven or eight that uh, Jonathan Taylor was averaging four and a half yards per carry compared to the other two running backs who were just getting three and a half yards per carry. So Jonathan Taylor needed to get going and they refused to do it. And then towards the end of the season, guess what? When you give this guy the volume, he makes stuff happen. And that's rookie running backs need volume. Rookies just need volume in order to get better. They got to be part of the scheme to learn it. Um, and that translates here towards the end of the season. So moving forward, I think Jonathan Taylor's a great play from here on. He's finally going to be in that 7 or 8 range for RBs on the year, and actually higher this year because I would almost place him above Zeke at this point. Zeke working with a little bit of an injury. Um, I've got Jonathan Taylor at RB7 moving forward. But it really doesn't matter because I'll be playing for the 5th place game. Peel moves on, playing for um, potentially that 3rd place game here. Um, so the championship bracket is like Bam 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 versus Thundercats. That's the that's the big one, and then Camper Dude versus Wakanda Forever. Um, Wakanda Forever is slated to get the most points out of any team this week, as far as Yahoo is concerned. Back in contention this week, we've got that consolation bracket. We will review this uh, for Week 15 because, like I've said, there is implications here. We've got Out of Commission versus Pontiac Bandits. They're playing for the fifth place game. We've got Hans Molman playing Blood Brothers. Um, I'm not sure what placement they're playing for. And then this is the year versus Galus's Gents. So guys, do make your moves um, if you're if you're able to. If you haven't been locked out, that is to say, uh, there's one team that has been locked as far as making transactions for obvious reasons. Um, but as far as you know, transactions go, make sure that you're keeping up with it. So the semifinal game will kind of forever and Camper Dude is what we're going to cover first. 
Um, and then the other semifinal final game between Thundercats and like Bam 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 is what we're going to cover second. So let's jump into that matchup. We're kind of forever in Camper Dude. Um, right now, Camper Dude does not have a quarterback, so we're not going to make too many comments on that. But without a quarterback, the the score of the game is looking more like 109 to 126. And that is taking into account both starting rosters here. Like I said, minus the quarterback play, whatever Mick decides to pick up. So we've got Allen Robinson, who's WR8 on the week, going to score about 16.5. Amari Cooper with 14 points. I think he's right on target with that Yahoo projection against San Francisco. Fairly stout defense, and uh, Dallas playing a little bit better lately. Chris Carson, RB13, expect him to get 14.2. Washington's a good defense, but he gets plenty involved. Austin Eckler is your RB3 in the week against the Raiders, who uh, just got decimated. And then, of course, there's Travis Kelsey. No no debate here. It doesn't matter who he plays. He's tight end number one. He'll get at least 19 points. J.K. Dobbins, I think it's a great play, actually, against Jacksonville. Expect J.K. Dobbins to be a little bit more involved here in the postseason. I have him at RB17. We saw Gus Edwards go off. We saw Lamar Jackson go off. Um, it is hard to predict what what Baltimore is going to do with their running backs. Um, Koo is number three kicker for the week, and Green Bay is number 14 defense. I expect Mick to make a switch there, but you don't know. Um, on the other side of the ball, it's Ben Roethlisberger. It's a good pickup here, obviously. Finally getting rid of Andy Dalton. Um, he's QB 15 against Cincinnati. I know that sounds really high. Cincinnati and Pittsburgh tend to have a rivalry. Um, not quite sure that they're going to need to be flinging the ball around. But, look, I saw Ben Roethlisberger throw the ball over 45 times the other day when he didn't need to do that either. So it's it's always up in the air what their game script is going to be. Adam Thielen, I've got him as WR 13. Justin Jefferson, I have him at WR 12. 15 points uh, to about 16 points apiece for these two guys. Derrick Henry is RB number one against a really bad Detroit run defense. This one he could go absolutely off, and they're playing at home, and weather will be a factor in that game. Looks like right now they're going to have showers with 52-degree weather. Um, so keep an eye out for the weather on that one, Andy. Detroit, not a good defense. It doesn't really matter. You're going to play Derrick Henry, but just, you know, if it's thunderstorms or something, the game might get canceled, delayed. You need to keep an eye on that. Nick Chubb, I've got him at RB5, and this is the reason why Andy's team is ranked so high with Nick Chubb back and Derrick Henry being Derrick Henry. Uh, a really good combo there. Eric Ebron's actually come out a little bit towards the end of the season. I've got him at tight end number eight, about 11.5 points from him. Or I'm sorry, 10.5 for me. Uh, Yahoo's got him a little bit more than that. Keenan Allen, WR4. Um, Yahoo wants him to get about 20. I think he's going to hit more in that like 17.5, 18 range. Will Lutz is kicker number 11. He's not having a season that he had last year, but again, they're going to be at home in the Dome against Kansas City. Um, it could go either way where points are going to be so tight because they're scoring as much and they need to keep it close, or it could just get away from him and Will Lutz isn't going to get the amount of points that he needs to get to be contentious. So um, I would say maybe look for another kicker going to the playoffs. Cleveland's defense, I love the move because he's a Cleveland Fan through and through. Defense number six. I love it against the Giants here. They're, they're going to get you about seven points. So right now, 126 to 109 in favor of Andy, who will be moving on to, uh, looks like, to fight for that first place game here and what wouldn't really be an upset because his teams come on later in the season. Um, moving on to the next matchup. This one's going to be that tight race, right? So Yahoo has predictions at 137 to 134 in favor of Peel. My projection is more looking like 134 to 129 in favor of Peel. Lamar Jackson, QB3 on the week against Jacksonville's defense. He's going to be able to run and throw all over these guys, especially if he plays like he did last week. He's going to have just an amazing postseason here. 
Um, Cooper Cup against the Jets, WR14, 15.5 points from me. Devontae Adams, number one, obviously, 23 points from him. Uh, DeAndre Swift, he's at like 16 this week against Tennessee, who's not super great against the run. There are a little bit uh, better options, but Swift is uh, definitely up there. I put him at about 15.5 points. Mike Davis is RB9, assuming Christian McCaffrey is not playing. He has not practiced this week yet. Separated shoulder, talked about looking like a four- to six-week injury on that. So for all intent and purposes, I think that Mike Davis will carry the, the load the rest of the way. Um, and if, for whatever reason, he doesn't come back in week 16, that's going to be a problem for Peel because I don't think he has another viable running back backup and just needs to get lucky throwing a dart for that position if Mike Davis is not the guy. If Mike Davis is a guy, I think you're going to be okay. Uh, especially against Green Bay, who has not been amazing against the run this year. He's gotten a little bit better in the latter half of the season. Evan Ingram, uh, hit or miss against Cleveland. I think Cleveland's good against tight ends. They have him at number 10, so I think there are nine better options in a 10-person league. You're obviously bottom of the barrel there. DK Metcalf, WR3. Uh, Tyler Bass is going to be uh, kicker number four here. And Buffalo is defense number four this week, too. So, you know, moving into the postseason, this is a good team to have. On the other side of the ball, you got Justin Herbert against the Ram or against the Raiders. I have him listed at QB nine. Now, I'd like to move him up a little bit higher, um, but I, I certainly would go through my matchups this week. So, actually, that's that's sort of a good segue into my quarterback rankings because I know they might seem like they're all over the map, but let's let's make the justification for it this week. Okay, so we've got. Aaron Rodgers at number one against the Carolina Panthers. The matchup is just so cushy. He, he's looking like he'll get 22.5 points. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, uh, obviously against the Saints, you're never going to rate him lower even against a, a good to uh, above average defense. I still have him getting 22. Lamar Jackson, we talked about already. Josh Allen against Denver. We've got Kyler Murray against the Eagles. Um, and then Russell Wilson at six against Washington. It's not necessarily the best matchup, but it's not the worst. Ryan Tannehill against Detroit, love the matchup, um, looking at about 20 points for him. Tom Brady against Atlanta, Justin Herbert against Las Vegas, Deshaun Watson against the Colts, and then Taysom Hill um, against Kansas City. So now you're starting to kind of see where I'm going with my quarterback rankings, where you'd like to rank some people higher, but you just can't because I think some of the other matchups are more forgiving. Um, moving down this list here, um, like I said, Buffalo is the number four matchup against Denver this week, a good defense here. Justin Herbert, um, Michael Thomas going against Kansas City. He's WR10. Uh, A.J. Brown, assuming he's good to go, which he should be. He's not listed on the injury report. 16.5 points, probably closer to 17. Zeke, questionable. RB22 for me right now, 15.5 points if he plays. Uh, more than Yahoo's given him. But uh, it's, it's concerning. So it might be a Tony Pollard kind of a day. And realistically speaking, I'm thinking that that's what they're going to do. So... This is where Jeff, or not Jeff, because Jeff, you're you're done. Uh, this is where Brett sees sort of a crapshoot from here. You don't know what to do. Josh Jacobs also listed as questionable. Darren Waller is tight end number two, uh, unequivocally the tight end number two. And maybe even next year the tight end number two. Um, so good to have Bobby Trees, WR11 against the Jets. I absolutely love the matchup. I always think I rank him higher than Cooper Cup, strictly because they move him around a lot more on the ball. Um Sanders, number eight kicker, and then Seattle against Washington is the number 12 defense. So some room for improvement on that. Um, but the margin is slim. I've got it at a five-point differential game here. So assuming Peel wins, looks like it's likely going to be Peel and Andy in here for the championship game. We might have our – well, we'll definitely have our first two-time winner here if Brett, Andy, or 
I'm sorry, we're going to have our second 210 winner because we already have our first 210 winner, and that's me. If it's Jeff, no, sorry, again, Jeff, not Andy. If it's Andy, Peel, or Brett, we're going to have our second two-time winner. Although, again, it's an odd year. Not really the, the traditional, you know, have to fight for your life, craps jackpot fantasy football league. Uh, I would say if Peel wins it, he would have had to climb out of the trenches harder than anyone else because he got bit by the vampire. So, in reality, uh, him winning is going to be one of the better victories in the league that uh, some shrewd moves. And when you make, when you make, you know, 90 moves like Peel has done, you're, you're bound to be just ahead of everyone else. Let's see. Peel has an official 85 moves. So he still has room for improvement to get up to 90. Um, so let's, uh, let's move on to the consolation bracket. The next most important match, which none of these are really important at this point. Um, side bets a plenty. If any happen, we'll we'll discuss in the podcast last week. So if you're making side bets with your opponents, guys, make sure you let me know. We'll announce it out loud so that we can hold you to it. Ryan and I have yet to converse on whether or not we're going to have a side bet. On Ryan's side of the ball, I've got QB5 here for Kyler Murray, Calvin Ridley, WR9. Uh, he's a little questionable right now. I know practice has been a bit of an issue for Calvin Ridley, so something to keep an eye on. He was limited today. Um, he's just playing through a foot sprain most of the season, so... They're just looking to manage his reps. That's that's the beat right up on that. Tyler Lockett, WR17. Man, he cooled off after that big game. I'm going to eat my words this week with that. Aaron Jones, RB4 against Carolina. You can run all day. Clyde Edwards, Alaire is 26 for me against New Orleans. They're good against the run. Noah Fant, tight end 12. Really was hoping to see better things out of Noah Fant this year. Just not happening. Deontay Johnson against Cincinnati is WR21. And here's why. Cincinnati is right in the middle of the pack when it comes to uh, defenses against the uh, the pass. Matter of fact, they're 17th on the year. Um, you know, I've seen Deontay Johnson decrease a little bit in his usage this past few weeks, and Chase Claypool increase. He had some drops, and Mike Tomlin, Mike Tomlin does not give a shit what your name is if you're committing bad plays like that. Unless you're Ben Roethlisberger, you're getting benched. So. Um, Justin Tucker is the, the first kicker. And then uh, Carolina's defense needs to get switched out because they are absolutely number 31 this week of all defenses that can be played. So they're not in a good spot. But even with Carolina's defense, it looks like Ryan has an advantage of 120 to 116 as far as my projections are going to go. QB7, Tannehill, 20 points. Talked about that. Tyree Kill, WR2, 20 points. Tyler Boyd, 39. I have no other options here unless I hit the wire. Uh, James Robinson, RB8. Jonathan Taylor, RB7. Mike Gusecki is going to get switched out right now. He's banged up. We're going to move back to Dallas Goddard. Wayne Gallman against Cleveland is number 20. I have no better options there as well. Harrison Bucker is kicker 7, and San Francisco is the 10th defense. So um, some moves aplenty to be made by both teams. Moving on, let's go to Blood Brothers, who can no longer make bites but is just living out the postseason dreams here at this point. And got them winning at 124-111, to 111, one of the better matchups of the week. In terms of points being scored for them, so Patrick Mahomes, QB2, Hopkins, 5, Jamison Crowder, 61. Uh, Kamara is 6, Cook is 2, tight end 4 is Hawkinson. McCaffrey, 70. He's not going to play, so he'll be benched, even with McCaffrey out. Um, so let's say 0. We're looking at 128 to 115 here. Uh, Blankenship is 2, and then uh, Baltimore is the third best defense. Other side, we've got Tyree, or we've got Taysom Hill, we've got Juju, we've got Pittman. So we've got 18, 13, 11 points. 
Sanders is going to get 14.5. He's number 11. Montgomery is 12 with 14.5. He's played well the past couple weeks. Look, and I've said this too before, I still am not inspired by Montgomery's running. I don't think that he's explosive. I don't think that he's impressive. I think there are better options. I will absolutely 100% come forward and say he's just stifled by an offensive line that can't create lanes. Um, The past two weeks, he's had more opportunities. But look who they've been playing. I mean... We want to boast about Dave Montgomery. By the way, I have him listed at RB12 this week. They played Detroit and Houston. And before that, it was Green Bay. So let's be realistic, guys. Before that, it was Minnesota where he sat. So I don't know whether or not he's going to run well against Minnesota this upcoming week. Tennessee, middle of the pack. New Orleans, above middle of the pack. The Rams, Carolina, who's not good. So we went 5.2 against Tennessee, 12.5 against New Orleans, 11 against the Rams, and 13 and a half against Carolina. You know, Tampa Bay, he ran all over him that day with 18 points, but, like, I don't know. He's got 760 yards on the season on 170 attempts and four rushing touchdowns, and three of his four last rushing touchdowns came these last two weeks against bottom-of-the-barrel defenses. So I don't want to pretend like David Montgomery's turned a corner because I don't think that he has, but he does have better days ahead. He's got Minnesota, Jacksonville, Green Bay, so he'll finish out the season relatively strong, all things considered. Minnesota's the only matchup I'm worried about here because Minnesota, um, they're 16th against the run, so they're better than average. So, But I still think Montgomery's a viable play. Hunter Henry here, tight end number six. Terry McLaurin is 16. Um, and then we're not going to go over defenses here just because they think that, well, I mean, we did it for for uh, for Blood Brothers, so we got to do it for here for Jeff. Badgley's 21, and Las Vegas is, is 26. So make the switch. Give yourself a fighting chance. Last matchup here is this is the year in Galus's gents. We've got Tom Brady, who is QB8, going to get 20 points. Corey Davis, WR18, risen a lot in my ranks. Chase Claypool is 28, Todd Gurley 36, Leonard Fournette 78, Mark Andrews at tight end number three, James Conner at 19, Robbie Gold 15, and Los Angeles is the best defense of the week with the Cushing's matchup against the Jets. So uh, 102.1 is the final for me, 104.54 from Yahoo. Not, Not a big differential. Other side of the ball, Josh Allen, we've got QB4, Stefan Diggs, WR6, uh, DJ Chark, WR35. It depends if Minshew's there, but it's still Baltimore. Uh, Melvin Gordon, RB25. He's questionable this week. JD McKissick is RB24. Really risen in the ranks. A shrewd move by Galus, too, because I remember, not insulting, but certainly back then it didn't look like JD McKissick was going to have much of an opportunity in an offense. And he has played, and he's played pretty well. Logan Thomas, tight end number 11. Chase Edmonds, RB32. Um,. So good moves from Galas picking some of these guys up. He's going to be sitting Brandon Cooks this week, who's injured. T. Higgins looks like he's sitting against Pittsburgh. Good uh, Damian Harris, Tyler Higby going to be sat as well. Um, and Julio Jones, obviously questionable. Uh, Julio Jones come, does come back. You got him at about 18 points. I just don't think that he will. So those are the upcoming matchups this week. So a shorter podcast today. Unfortunately, we're not going to have time to get to Peel again today. Um, I've got his interview from last week. I actually had him on the podcast today, too. Uh, He's waiting to jump on, but we're just going to have to move on here because things are moving quick in the playoffs here. Uh, Good luck on your matchups. Remember, you still have a chance to win uh, potentially $20 at this point, $10 to the winner with the highest points this week. And uh, for those who are playing in the championship, good luck. No salt thrown your way whatsoever. I think it was a tremendous win by Peel. Really came around and 
Um, I want to be bitter about it, but obviously, and like I said, I think I made all the right moves. It just didn't happen for me this year. And uh, I did get the second most points, so that was just a combination of, of bad luck coupled with uh, a great week from Peel and, and good matchups and good plays. And, and who knows? I think he... I think he really did set his schedule as much as he could with trades to accommodate for playoffs. And if you can get to playoffs, that's the most important part, as we've certainly learned. So, um, yep, moving into week 16 here. Or, I'm sorry, week 15. And uh, and then, yeah, one more week left after this. And that will be the end of the podcast for the year after this this next one here. So, um, you know, we'll, we may do a, a second one after that just to, to interview the winner get them on here to boast a little bit, see what they're going to be doing with their money. Um, but yeah, after that, we're going to be taking a hiatus until September of next year. Uh, and uh, yeah, let's let's move into week 15 here with good thoughts, positive vibes, and uh, good luck again to everybody who is playing. Andy, I hope that you win, uh, win nothing because I'm obviously rooting for Mick. And Mick, I hope you also win everything because you're... You're my you're my underdog here. So this would be the second year that you're in the top five. So congratulations on that. And Andy moving up too in the ranks, obviously. So all right, everyone, that's gonna do it for me. We'll see you next week.